Welcome in, everybody, to another week of First Seed Fantasy. Uh, just here, chatting fantasy football. Uh, this week, we've got, well, last week we did our quarterback and running back top 10s. And this week, we've got wide receivers and tight ends top 10s. So let, let's get, all right, before we get into it, we're First Seed <laughs> Fantasy. Uh, I am your co-host, Kyle Krajewski, joined by a beautiful, just looking at him, Zach Cole. Zach. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? Let's let's talk some ball. Let's talk some ball. Uh, before we do, I've uh, introduced us. We are First Seed Fantasy. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and I think YouTube also has the at First Seed Fantasy. Or if you can, you can tune into us on podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. First Seed Fantasy, basically wherever you want to find us and watch us and listen to us, it's First Seed Fantasy. Uh, and maybe first seed sports on TikTok, but we don't do that too often, so don't get too excited. <laughs> but let's get into it. Our top tens. Let's do it. Wide receivers are our average ranked 10th player. It's Garrett Wilson, wide receiver for the New York Jets. Uh, and Zach, we both have him ranked at 10. Mm-hmm. Uh, so th- this is a good agreement to have to, to kind of kick off this this portion of the show. Uh, Garrett Wilson finished last year as the wide receiver 22. And that was with, uh, my uncle throwing him the football. Uh, <laughs> this year we get good old grand spanking new Aaron Rodgers, who has been in the NFL forever. Um, two years off of two NFL MVP campaigns. And here we are finding him in New York. On the Jets, throwing to Garrett Wilson, a a phenomenal wide receiver, uh, and I, I'm sure everything I'm spewing is what you would agree with. But I think Garrett Wilson has the potential to be this top ten, um, a top ten fantasy wide receiver. And here we are in June, kind of expecting that. Um, but uh, looking at the uh, wide receiver ranks currently, again, it's June. I see him as a wide receiver ten, uh, potentially wide receiver like in the wide receiver one tier. Um, and yeah, I like him. I like the potential. Uh, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. I think that his upside is really tied to Aaron Rodgers' arrival in New York. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubting that the talent was there last year. He was incredible with Mike White. He was incredible with Joe Flacco. He was okay with Zach Wilson, but who was anything more than okay with Zach Wilson. So it really just to give him the stability at the quarterback position, I think that he is poised to just kind of go nuclear this year. Um, he brought in some other talent around him. That was one of the big issues last year was that it was just him out there. I mean, there were flashes of um, Corey Davis, flashes of Elijah Moore, but never nothing ever consistent. Uh, and they brought in Lazard. They brought in, uh, I believe, Michael Hardman is there now. So there's some other some other talent around him to take the focus off of him, which I think really just opens the door. So. I love Garrett Wilson. Ten is he's at ten because the nine above him are better. Like that's not any knock on him. Yep. He yep. he could be higher on this list if the if the nine ahead of him weren't just insane, crazy wide receivers. So I I really like Garrett Wilson. Um, 
One thing I don't love about him this year is I think his price tag's getting a little a little too high for my liking. Um, I, I prefer him in the late second, middle to, to middle third, somewhere in there. But I mean, he's not going that late at this point anymore. So he's a little expensive for my taste, but uh, I do love his opportunity this year, and clearly so do a lot of people. Yeah, I think the to mention the downside is you're banking on new chemistry with mm-hmm. him and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it, it's one of those large assumptions that it's gonna going to exist, but it, it you, you never know. You're never one hundred percent certain. And you're banking that Aaron Rodgers isn't isn't just old and, and done. Yeah. You know, we last year could have been the beginning of the end for him, the beginning of the decline. Um, you know, we're hoping that it that it wasn't, and it's just kind of that Aaron Rodgers ebb and flow that we see occasionally. Um, you know, he's somewhere he wants to be now. He's got weapons, so let's hope for the best. Let's hope. Our wide receiver nine, um, same guy. We have them both ranked wide receiver nine. For me, he is someone I wish I could rank higher. But again, same thing with Garrett Wilson. These these, yeah. uh, these top guys are like, it's jam-packed. And I think we, you and I have the same top 10. So we're not going to be naming different guys, um, which is really nice. But our number nine guy, Amon Ross St. Brown, he is, for me, someone I so badly wish I could rank higher. Uh, mm-hmm. We see an alliance offense that, continues to improve in my opinion and jared goff uh, is a a really good quarterback as weird as that is to say uh especially at getting amon ra the ball uh last year he was the wide receiver seven in ppr and i i wouldn't be surprised if he repeats the only thing kind of holding him back almost feels like it's jamison williams kind of coming back after his six-week suspension and potentially having more of a a role in this offense coming in in his second year after being injured for most of last year. Uh, and I think that's kind of holding me back from putting him in the top five, but the other guys I have in the top five really help that out. Um, but I think Amon Ra is like a, a bona fide wide receiver one, top 12 wide receiver uh, this upcoming season. Yeah, I think outside of of naming a couple of the really high end guys, I think Amon Ra is about as safe as it comes when it comes to wide receiver position. I mean, he just gets peppered with targets in every single game. He's you're, he's seeing 10, 12, 14, 15 targets a game, which is just absurd. And he's got a surprisingly high catch rate, too. Um, a lot of times you see him getting hit with those 14 targets and he comes down with 11 or 12 of them, um, which is just incredible. And, you know, Kyle, you mentioned that uh, Jamison Williams coming back could kind of cap him a little bit. And I I do agree with that um, because he feels like he thrives in the role where he's the only guy. It has to go to him, you know, and, and no one else. I mean, we've seen. Uh, I'm trying. Khalif Raymond was one of the the top names that there that was there aside him last DJ year. DJ Chark. Yeah, and, and I mean Chark was there just sometimes. He was hurt on and off. Um, Reynolds, Josh Reynolds was there for a little bit last year. So you know, it, I, finally adding another competent wide receiver is going to be a good thing for the Lions offense as a whole. Um, but maybe it does bring Amon Ross targets down a little bit. But if nothing else, it should open up the field for him, maybe leading to some more yards after catch. So I think it's kind of a a double-edged sword here where he's going to be maybe seeing a step back in the amount of targets and amount of receptions that he's getting, but he could see an increase in yards and maybe an increase in touchdowns as a a result of of, uh, JMO stepping into that offense there. So we both have him at nine, just like Wilson. He feels really, really safe to me. 
Yep. Next on our list, kind of taking the average of our ranks. I have him at seven. Zach has him at six. Somehow falls to wide receiver eight. And that is (laughs) CeeDee Lamb, uh, wide receiver for the Cowboys. Uh, Last year, he was the wide receiver six. And quite honestly, a guy that I I want to rank higher, but couldn't. It's going to be the same thing I say for all these guys. Somebody I can (laughs) rank higher, but couldn't. Uh, Just the way like my brain figures the season we're gonna is gonna go but lamb gets a a healthy season of Dak, uh hopefully a full healthy season of Dak, which could potentially propel him even further but last year again wide receiver six in ppr and to kind of jump into a similar role i mean he's going to jump into the same role the cowboys added brandon cooks who is not going to impact lamb's role and they lost Schultz, and it's just kind of like uh, it's a continued dedication to CD CD Lamb that uh, excites me for his potential this year. Yeah, he's gonna he he's proven he's a complete receiver in the NFL, and we saw Schultz depart. We saw um, I'm trying to think who else left this past offseason. Uh, maybe I'm missing people, but uh, I mean Ezekiel Elliott's gone, so that's a couple targets gone out of that offense. Uh, it's just going to open up, I think, for C.D. Lamb. And and Dak has proven again and again he loves throwing the ball to him. I have him at six strictly because he's, uh, again, like I mentioned with Amon Ra and with Garrett Wilson, he's a great target of PPR, and he manages to push the field a little bit and score touchdowns at the same time. So that's why he's my six personally. Um, and when we talk about our, our uh, Kyle, your six, my seven, um, the reason I have them switched is because I think CD has the PPR upside as well as the big playability. Where this next guy, I'll kind of segue you right in here, Kyle. This next guy, I don't think necessarily has the massive PPR upside that CD does, but I'll go ahead and let you introduce him. Our wide receiver seven, I have him at six. Zach has him at seven. AJ Brown, wide receiver for the Eagles. Uh, I mean, again, Last year, uh, wide receiver five on the year and jumps into an offense I think is just going to improve. I think you just I, – I don't see this team kind of taking a step backwards. I think Jalen Hurts is going to step right back into his MVP form, and it's going to be another high-scoring offense. And I believe A.J. Brown is still going to be the wide receiver one. A guy that's not on this list is Devontae Smith. And I think personally, he's going to be a wide receiver 11 on the year. He's going to, I think we're going to see an offense that has two wide receiver ones for fantasy or at least high wide receiver two uh, in Devontae Smith. But AJ Brown, I think, is a guy who I find a little bit more uh, exciting this season than CD Lamb. But again, I, that's just personal taste. And it's not to say I wouldn't take CD Lamb right after him. Uh, it's, for me, a lot of these guys are just kind of interchangeable. Yeah, and I think we're going to find that with the top 10. Obviously, there's the the high-end, high-end tier of players, and then uh, there's kind of that next group, um, which I feel like we're in right now, you know, and that's really the only major difference between these two, uh, between these, these 10, I should say. Um, but for me, A.J. Brown, I think, is going to take a step back just because of uh, the insurgence of Devontae Smith in this offense. I think we're only seeing Smith get better and better and better and better. Um, and that's no fault to A.J. Brown whatsoever. I don't think he's by any means declining in his career. Uh, Kyle, you mentioned that the Eagles offense is just going to continue to improve. But I think that we're going to see Smith step up 
even more, take on even more targets, maybe even score more. I, I mean, he's just getting better and better year after year. So um, I, I, that's the only reason that I have him at seven and I have CD up at six. So totally understandable. This next guy, oddly, one of the ones that we're uh, kind of ranking differently. Um, mm-hmm. I have this wide receiver at wide receiver eight. You have him as four. Um, and that is wide receiver Devonte Adams for the Vegas Raiders. Uh, it, it's no, I mean, for me personally, it's, I guess not to say the question mark at quarterback, but I feel like Jimmy Garoppolo and the question marks around him kind of have him sliding down in my top 10. I think he's a guaranteed wide receiver one. Uh, it's just, I prefer uh, AJ Brown and CD lamb over him currently. Uh, I'm sure I'm going to warm up to Devonte as the offseason goes on, uh, but just currently seeing Garoppolo instead of Carr kind of being the guy uh, has me preferring other guys instead. That is completely fair, and I don't really have a ton of pushbacks against that argument. I think that Devonte is just like the pinnacle of consistency, and for me, that's why I have him all the way up as high as I do at number four. Um, I mean, last year he was just putting up ridiculous numbers week in and week out. And I think more often than not, he was giving you wide receiver one um, at at worst wide receiver two quality weeks. I mean, he finishes the number two wide receiver in PPR last year. So uh, I'm sorry, uh, number three wide receiver in PPR last year. Um, so I, I just have a hard time moving him down. And Kyle, you mentioned the quarterback situation. But for me, I think that if it does end up being Jimmy Garoppolo and I kind of have my feelings that it will be. I think that's only going to benefit um, Devontae Adams. I think Jimmy G likes to find his guy and go to him. Uh, we saw that with with Debo Samuel and with George Kittle when he was in San Francisco. So I'm looking forward to seeing um, a um, Josh McDaniels-led offense led by Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball to Devontae Adams. I think it's just going to be fantastic. So he's my number four. Wide receiver six for the two of us. I have him at three. Mm-hmm. Zach has him at eight. And there are kind of some circumstances that have me questioning this. Uh, wide receiver five. Wide receiver five. Five. Six was Adams. You're right. Wide receiver five, Stefan Diggs. Wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, currently not showing up to training camp or mini camp. Um, but for me personally, I have him at three. Last year in PPR, he finishes the wide receiver four. And that was with a bunch of duds to the end of the season last year. And I think Diggs is kind of frustrated at his role in the offense that I think will kind of get fixed. Uh, I don't see this team kind of st- t- stepping away from Diggs. I think he means a lot to Josh Allen and to the Bills, uh, so much so that I am willing to bet that he kind of Falls in these top five wide receivers, as I have him as a wide receiver three. Uh, he He's a huge part of this offense, huge part of the Bills team that I think he, he's going to have his role and it's going to continue being huge. Uh, so I have him at three. Zach, you have him at eight. Yeah, and just like we kind of mentioned with Devontae Adams, I think you and I differ on uh, – there's like one sticking point and we go opposite ways on it. For me, yeah. I think that uh, his – unhappiness with the role is going to carry into the season and that's going to cause him to 
there to be a little bit of turmoil in this receiving core, which is why I ranked him lower. Uh, the team brought in Dalton Kincaid this offseason. Um, there's some other mouths to feed in this offense now. And it just, I, I don't want to say worries me and feels like, you know, Diggs is still going to be Diggs. Don't get me wrong. Um, but I'm I'm a little worried in what's going on this offseason. And and the the Bills are kind of showing us some some other things that we haven't seen in the past. I mean, it's been full full steam ahead, Diggs and Allen, you know, and, and this season there's a little bit of shakiness. So until really I see otherwise, I, I'm going to stick with, Stick with him a little bit lower down in my draft rankings. That doesn't mean I'm not not targeting him or or whatever, you know. But um, I mean, I, I'm just a little weary right now. That's all. Understood. Our wide receiver four. I have him ranked at four. You have him ranked at five. Tyree Kill, wide receiver for the Miami Dolphins, last year in PPR finished as the wide receiver two. Uh, I think uh, personally, I feel like I'm just going to say this for the rest of these guys i'm expecting similar results i think tyree kill is too dominant and too electric to just fade uh and not be a top five wide receiver in the nfl uh at least not yet i think you've still got a few years uh, i think miami hopefully Tua stays healthy all season and with that i think tyreek just gets a huge boost um and we see some some more huge game-winning weeks out of him yeah it's it's clear that, I mean, without Tua, Tyreek, I mean, he was still good, but I mean, Tua is really kind of what unleashes Tyreek Hill. Um, so if Tua can stay healthy all season, Jalen Waddle can stay healthy. Tyreek, he mentioned he wants to be the first 2,000-yard receiver, and if there's anyone in the NFL that can do it, I think it's this guy. I mean, burns defenses constantly. You can do what you want to try to stop him, but I mean, he's just always open. So I, I love Tyreek Hill. I, again, uh, we're repeating ourselves, but I have him at number five strictly because the four ahead of him are just uh, yeah. are incredible, you know, and that's that's that. <laughs> yeah. Our wide receiver three, I have him ranked at five, and that's just purely because I like the other guys. Uh, you have him at two, mm-hmm. and that is wide receiver Cooper Cup. Um, prior to his injury, so he got hurt in week 10. So consider week one through nine. He was the wide receiver one on a a point per game basis. Uh, And I think the wide receiver two behind Tyreek Hill. He's a a monster and just a a reception god. Uh, I I think he returns to form. I truly do. I think Matthew Stafford truly relies on him too much. I mean, we saw the Rams just not be good last year. And I think Cup was a huge part of that. So I think it's just the reliance on Cup returns. I think we see Stafford be a little bit better. And I think Cup just is going to be right back to where he was two years ago. I just, again, preferred the four ahead of him. So I put him at five. But that's not to say I can't see him finishing wide receiver one. Yeah, there's a reason that I have him at two, and it's simply because he's finished with the second most receptions in a season ever in 2021. He's only two season, he's only a season removed from that. Um, he's electric when he gets the ball in his hands. He he makes things happen. He's surprisingly elusive, uh, and, and he has a knack to find the end zone. And all of those things combined with Stafford coming back and being healthy again just really kind of adds it all up to to be my receiver too. Um, when we talk about our number one, obviously he's far and away the best to me, but 
uh, Cup can easily be number two. So I feel pretty passionately about putting Cup at number two. And and personally, I would draft him uh, accordingly in any of my drafts that I that I obviously would have a high enough pick in. Um, but yeah, I love Cooper Cup, and he is my number two wide receiver. That brings us to our wide receiver two. I have him at two. You have him at three. Uh, again, I think it's just based on how we how based on preference, but that's not to say I think they could easily be wide receiver ones. Wide receiver two, Jamar Chase, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, he finished last year a little bit lower, but he had a few games missing. Last year, he was the wide receiver 15, but that is with five games not played. Um, so, I mean, you add those five games, I think he is right there back at the top on a per game basis. He was wide receiver five. And uh, that's not to say he takes another huge step forward this year. Him and Joe Burrow just have a huge, huge relationship. And uh, again, I have him at two. I could easily see him being wide receiver one. I think it's just our wide receiver one is the wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah, I think Cup, Chase, and and uh, our number one, he's still unnamed, uh, are all just incredible. And I think that the only thing that pushes Chase down below Cup for me is the presence of T. Higgins. I think that uh, Cup and our number one are both more bona fide locks for targets week in and week out. And for me, that's just kind of what's giving them the edge right now. That's why I have Chase at three. But I mean, Chase can go for three touchdowns and 10 catches and 250 yards in any given game. So he's incredible. Um, but our number one, Kyle, is consensus between the both of us. So go ahead. No further ado. I'm sure everyone knows who it is. Wide receiver Justin Jefferson. Looking like the 101 on all draft boards, and deservedly so. It's a wide receiver year, it seems. And that wide receiver one is Justin Jefferson and an offense that no longer has Adam Thielen. And uh, he could be, he could have like a 40% target share in this offense, but I'm, I'm thinking closer to 30. Uh, and uh, just a dominant season coming up. Yeah, don't. Don't overthink it. He's far and away, I think, the best receiver in the NFL. And, I mean, he proved it last year. Let's see him prove it again this year. On the tight ends, I'm going to start. Uh, we have two guys outside of our 10 that we both have ranked in our top 10, so I'm just going to name them. But you have uh, Chago Konkwu as your wide or your tight end 10, uh, and then we kind of – it averages out to be our tight end 11 is uh, Pat Fryermuth. Out of out of Pittsburgh, um, so then that brings us into our top ten. David Njoku, you have him unranked, but I have him at nine, so he brings him into the top ten. Mm -hmm. uh, last year he had a pretty big year, and personally, I think that was pretty heavily reliant on Jacoby Brissett. Uh, but now it's a full year. Deshaun Watson, who doesn't target the tight ends as much, but I think Njoku will just have just a solid role in this offense. So I've got him top ten at number nine. Yeah, I, I like Njoku. That's no slight to him not being ranked here. Um, I, I Again, you mentioned Watson doesn't necessarily target tight ends super heavily. Uh, I think we're going to see a lot of Watson to Cooper and uh, Watson checking down to running backs and, and Elijah Moore. So uh, I'm not necessarily high as high on Njoku as you are, but he's definitely athletic, definitely talented. Tight end nine, Cole Komet, uh, Bears tight end. Uh, we both have him at eight just kind of averages out to nine. Um, I think Fields takes another step forward. 
um, brings Komet kind of up with him, uh, at least into top 10 realm, and finished last year as the tight end 11 uh, with two zeros starting the season. So I think he kind of adds on some points into those weeks and finds himself into top 10. Yeah, everyone left him for dead last year, and then he rattled off a couple weeks with at least a touchdown. Two weeks, he had two touchdowns, and then he finished the week uh, with back-to-back touchdowns. So if he can find the end zone, that's really kind of where he thrives. Um, you know, outside of that, he's not super yardage heavy, but um, I mean, I expect, like you said, Fields to take a little step forward, and I think that could mean more touchdowns for Komet. Tight end eight, you have Darren Waller ranked as the tight end seven on your board. I don't have him in my top ten. Uh, what what are you seeing, Adam? I see the Giants' offense improving. That's really kind of what I see. Last year, we wanted to make something out of Daniel Bellinger for a while. Um, Jones has to throw the ball somewhere, and I mean the offense hasn't really gotten significantly better outside of bringing in rookie Jalen Hyatt. So when you pair together Hyatt, you pair together um, uh, Darren Waller, and you pair together Saquon. I think that that makes for a pretty good receiving trio, and I think that this is going to be one of uh, the the more improved offenses in the NFL this year. So that's why I have him uh, as my number seven tight end this season. Our consensus tight end seven. Uh, the guy that I think all of fantasy football hates and uh, for some reason finds himself back in the top 10, just pure, just based on pure athleticism, Kyle Pitts, uh, Atlanta Falcons tight end. I have him at seven. You have him at five. I feel like it's hard to look at the tight end list and not rank him in the top 10. Uh, for me, it just found him found his way to seven. Yeah, when you strictly look at the tight ends and you look at the athleticism and the guys that have opportunity, it's glaring for Pitts, and you can't ignore it. You need to rank it as such, so that's why I have him at five for me. Um, I think he's got more upside than arguably uh, 29 out of the 32 tight ends in the league, so um, I I love Pitts, but he's got to pull it out eventually. Yep. Our wide receiver six, I have him at six. You don't have him. Tight end, tight end six. <laughs> I have him at six. You do not have him ranked uh, in your top 10. And that is Evan Engram of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I personally think that the Jaguars offense takes another huge leap forward and Engram finds his way up there last year, finishing as the tight end five. And I just think he turns it up a notch. And then next guy, tight end five. Uh, I have him ranked at five. You have him at six. Dallas Goddard of the Philadelphia Eagles. Last year, he was the tight end 10, missed five games um, I, on an offense that just loves to score. Um, and I think it's it's just like, I feel like these top five tight ends are going to be just guys that are going to be staples in the top fives. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any arguing with the top five. And for me, Goddard's at six, just because he's uh, one of those guys that I think is going to, be a victim to too many mouths to feed. Um, you know, that's a great thing for Philadelphia as a whole. And if you want to take that hole, take Jalen Hurts, because he's going to be distributing the ball all over the place. So I, I like Goddard, and I think if we get a full season out of him, he could finish up as high as potentially three. Next, we've got, I feel like these next two guys, I'm going to flip-flop back and forth all offseason. Um, but tight end four for us, I have him at four. You have him at three. TJ Hawkinson of the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Finished last year as the tight end two, and it's almost as if joining the Vikings really upped a notch for his style of play or for his game overall. And I mean, I think it continues. He's going to have a huge role in this offense. I just have a hard time ranking him behind these 
top three guys, but you loved it. So TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Hawkinson's great. Uh, I think they he kind of got unlocked moving to Minnesota, like you mentioned, Kyle. Uh, clearly, Kirk Cousins likes to throw the ball around, and Hawkinson was a favorite target of his down the stretch there. Tight end three, good old George Kittle. Last year, finished the season as the tight end four. Uh, I personally have him at three, and uh, he finished. He basically missed uh, two games last year. Still finished as four, so I personally have him at three. You have him at four, and then Mark Andrews at two. For the two of us, we both have him at two. Uh, I feel like we both. <laughs> it's like these. Uh, I mean, number one is clear cut. Number one, probably the <laughs> easiest choice we have in in all yeah. of rankings. Uh, but we both have Andrews at two just because he is the wide receiver one in the, and, and I meant to say wide receiver there, uh, the wide receiver <laughs> one in the Baltimore offense. Lamar Jackson loves throwing in the ball. So uh, you see Andrews is basically a guaranteed top three tight end. And then number one, good old, good old fashioned guaranteed tight end one, Travis Kelsey. I think it's been the past five years. He's been the tight end one, and I don't see it being any different. So much so that he is a mid first round pick this year in drafts. And that is just incredible. Uh, and just because you have such a dominant player on your roster every given week. Yeah, he's about as much of a lock as it, as it gets to be. And uh, one thing I just want to mention, Kyle, as we wrap up our tight end rankings here is that we didn't mention it in this episode at all, but I'm sure when we go through projections, some of these guys will move, you know, and as we go through, uh, the offseason process and the hype trains. We'll see some of these guys rearranged too. Um, but for right now, these are these are our top tens for receivers and tight ends. Yep, top tens for tight ends, wide receivers, and this is just a, it's a mid June, mid to late June look at them. Uh, these are going to vary very differently uh, by the end of the summer. Um, but that was just a, a quick mini look at them. Absolutely, right, Zach. Our top tens. Another good week of fantasy football chatter in the books. Um, Next week, I don't know what's on the docket next week. We're talking more (laughs) fantasy football next week. We'll figure it out when we get there. Either way, we are First Seed Fantasy. Thank you for tuning in. If you are listening to us, find us on YouTube at First Seed Fantasy. And if you are watching us on YouTube, find us on any podcast platform you'd like. And you can just listen to our beautiful voices, First Seed Fantasy. Basically, for search first seed fantasy, you'll find us, uh, and we're here to help you out and basically claim the the first seed in your fantasy leagues. Absolutely. So, thanks again for tuning in, Zach. I'll see you next week. We'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time.